this podcast will be called uh, A Conversation with the Angels. I'm going to be talking to two two groups of angels predominantly, but it might actually be three. Behind me almost always stands uh, a multitude of evil angels that come here to uh, report to Lucifer what I do. Um, and in front of me are some angels that are typically considered righteous angels, but they've been deceived by the devil. And from time to time, there are angels that are very righteous that come here that um, haven't been deceived as much, and they're often overhead. Uh, to my right and to my left, far away, are often angels that would like to hear me, and I'm going to invite them closer. Often, those are angels that, um, as odd as it sounds, they're they're younger. They don't know as many men or women in the universe. They don't, uh, excuse me, they don't know as many other angels, and uh, so they're they're a bit more. Um, they stand farther away, probably because they're not sure if they're invited, actually, but they probably want to hear my words because. Uh, among the angels, one of the most common conversations is uh, a conversation about me and whether I'll sin again, if I ever sinned at all, things like that. They discuss me a lot, so they probably want to know my words. So I'm going to invite them uh, right now. I do it in a way that you can't hear. I'm not going to yell it. If I yell really loud, people will hear me yelling and they'll think that I'm a crazy like homeless man by the river. I'm by a river right now in uh, Sacramento, California. Very, very soon, God will take me to uh, Israel. I think I'll be there in two days. And then um, I'll speak to the angels and spirits and also men and women in Israel that live in the earth. Uh, and then uh, there will be a flood. The commandment will go forth to restore and build Jerusalem. I'm watching two mallard ducks and two geese swim by right now. This is fun. Pleasant things like that are things I look forward to. A lot of things I do are very intense. So this is a, a conversation with the angels. And uh, when the commandment goes forth, we'll start construction on the temple. It'll take seven years, and then God will be there. In the podcast, I'll call these season four. All the conversations with the angels will be in uh, season four. The angels behind me, they often report to Lucifer things that I say and do. And then Lucifer uh, claims that he has knowledge of, of me, as if it's some sort of like psychic knowledge like Lucifer can see shit or something you know but he can't uh, so the angels just tell him it's that boring it's kind of like if um, if a man watched me that is you know someone in the earth that you know and then used the telephone and just talked all day on the phone and said what he saw me do and what he heard me say I mean it's that boring it's that obvious but Lucifer thinks it's a sneaky trick earlier today I read from the book of Isaiah chapter 14 and I spoke about things that um Lucifer said will come to pass, but they won't happen. They'll never happen. What, when God spoke, what God said will come to pass. So, uh, for instance, those of you angels that made a covenant with Del, of, excuse me, and a covenant with hell, not a covenant with Dell. I don't make covenants uh, ever. I never make covenants with anyone ever. No deals with the devil. I've never made one of those. I've never made a covenant with the devil, and I've never made an agreement with the devil. I've never made a contract with the devil, and I'll never make any of those. None of those things will ever happen. Nothing like that will ever happen. I'll never make one with any man except with God, and that's it. I'll make a covenant with God, and uh, that's it. With God, it's like a, a covenant to be in the, you know, a covenant with Israel in the future. That's, that's it. So Lucifer said a lot of things will happen, and um, what will actually happen is that uh, 
there will be a, what's called the great and dreadful day of the Lord. After the great and dreadful day of the Lord, it will be approximately 1,121.5 days. That's just more than three years until the false prophet and the Antichrist are cast into the lake of fire and brimstone. And after that, the devil will be cast into hell. That's two different events, but between them is a third event. The uh, remnant of those that are like evil and wicked men is what I'm going to say right now. Predominantly or entirely men that served the false prophet, the Antichrist, and the devil, they'll be um, slain. So there might be like a brief moment after the devil's cast into hell when uh, there's not one evil man, not wicked, not one wicked man in the whole earth. I think even the evil angels will die at that time as well. I don't know exactly though. But what's important is the devil made a lot of promises of, of things that he said will happen between now and the great and dreadful day of the Lord. And I want to tell you a couple points about it. The first one is God spoke and everything God said will come to pass. And it's possible that nothing the devil said will come to pass. Yeah, Babylon will be built, but he promised a bunch of other shit about Babylon. You know, so I want to make it really clear that the devil's not going to destroy the Messiah by building Babylon. What is going to happen is God's going to give me power. He's going to give me a sword that proceeds out of my mouth. And there'll be angels with me. And I want to read that Bible verse to you. So you know exactly what God said. So, here, is the first verse. And I saw heaven open, and behold was a white horse, and he that sat upon him was called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he doth judge and make war. His eyes were as a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. And he had a name written that no man knew but he himself. And he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies which were in heaven followed him upon white horses, clothed in fine linen, white and clean. And out of his mouth goeth a sharp sword, that with it he should smite the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron. And he treadeth the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of the Almighty God. And he hath on his vesture and on his thigh a name written, King of kings and Lord of lords. And I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the fowls that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather yourselves together unto the supper of the great God that ye may eat the flesh of kings, and the flesh of captains, and the flesh of mighty men, and the flesh of horses, and of them that sit on them, and the flesh of all men, both free and bond, both small and great. And I saw the beast, that's the man we call the Antichrist, as far as I know, and the kings of the earth and their armies gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Now, I'm going to stop. There's only two more verses here. But right here, I want to make it really clear. I'll count it among that army. This is for the angels, really. There might be angels as well. 
So let me tell you what's going to happen after that. I just want you to know that it says here, what's listed are kings, the beast, that's the Antichrist, the kings of the earth, and their armies. And what are they doing? They're gathered together to make war against him that sat on the horse and against his army. Okay, now I want to ask you a question right now. Can any army in the earth defeat an army of angels on white horses? No. What's going to happen to this army? They're going to get fucking slaughtered. Let me tell you what happens after this. And the beast was taken, and with him the false prophet that wrought miracles before him, with which he deceived them that had received the mark of the beast and them that worshipped his image. These both were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. I don't know if you angels were paying attention. The beast and the false prophet were cast alive into a lake of fire burning with brimstone. So you have trust in the devil, the beast, and the false prophet. The beast and the false prophet are going to be cast alive. Where? Into fire. And the remnant, those that, are, that were listed earlier, the remnant were slain with the sword of him that sat upon the horse, which sword proceeded out of his mouth, and all the fowls were filled with their flesh. So I assume this is like vultures and maybe eagles just eating flesh probably for a long time. That sounds to me like their bodies never get buried. They just lay there, and then their bones might be thereafter for a long time. Now in Israel, we'll probably eventually clean up their bones. I don't want those rotting corpses in Israel. I want it to be clean. But outside of Israel, their bodies might just lie there for a thousand years. Now another thing I want to say is what happens with the devil. This is the next thing that happens. And I saw an angel come down from heaven, having the key of the bottomless pit and a great chain in his hands. And he laid hold on the dragon, that old serpent, which is the devil, and Satan, and bound him a thousand years, and cast him into the bottomless pit, and shut him up, and set a seal upon him, that he should deceive the nations no more, till the thousand years should be fulfilled. And after that, he must be loosed a little season. So the devil's not going to let himself out of hell. He'll be there a thousand years. He's going to be cast into hell by Abaddon. I read a Bible verse earlier about what God's going to do. And the devil isn't getting out of this. He can't prevent it. God spoke. It's going to happen. And so what I want to say today is this. For a lot of the angels here that are evil angels or you're confused or you're deceived, you might not know what's going to happen. You might actually have just denied God's word. Okay, but for the righteous angels that are here, if they can hear me, all of these things will come to pass. And all of the planning that Lucifer false prophet and the antichrist did all their plans are just going to mean nothing except that they were really wicked in other words those three are going to be gone burning and also all the men in the whole earth that served them are going to die maybe a few might repent but they've repented so when lucifer gets out of hell there's not going to be one man in the whole earth that's ever served him not one now on the earth lucifer has made plans there's the new world orders bullshit that in the earth, they're really confused about it. But the angels, you might think it's something really special. Okay? It's not going to exist. All the military bases are going to be destroyed or removed from the earth. 
And I'll tell you that in a moment from God's word in um, one or two verses. Now we're talking about the Son of Man. Three verses. But I'll, I'll read the most important one about what I want to say first. And he shall send his angels with a sound, with, excuse me, with a great sound of a trumpet, and they shall gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. Now what are they going to do? They gather together his elect from the four winds, from one end of heaven to the other. My elect. So what are these angels going to do? In the book of Matthew, chapter 13, God said, The Son of Man shall send forth his angels, and they shall gather out of his kingdom all things that offend, and them which do iniquity. Well, at this time, we might remove all things from the earth that offend. And for some of you that are younger, you might not have heard about this. But those of you that are older, you might remember when God's angels removed all things that offend from the planet where the evil angel Mariel was. And then that land was made uh, cleaner, not unclean, and it was made slightly holy instead of unholy, where the evil angel Mariel was. So it might take a while, but in time, it says here, and they shall gather together out of his kingdom, God's kingdom, all things that offend in the whole kingdom. Do you know how big that is? That's every world. That's the heaven. That's the heavens. That's everything everywhere. All things that offend. Eventually, all things that offend will be removed from the whole kingdom, this whole universe. So things that Lucifer is like talking about, those things offend me. They'll be removed. Ultimately, all of those things will be removed. Another thing that offends me are these underground bases that Lucifer builds. I don't think I'll even have to even talk about removing them. I think the foundations of the mountains will melt. And when Lucifer gets out of hell, these underground bases won't even exist. Not one. Now hear about the day of the Lord, an apostle said, the elements shall melt with fervent heat. You might say, well, that's an apostle. We doubt their word. Okay, let's talk about the Old Testament, God's word. God was talking about this. For a fire is kindled in mine anger and shall burn unto the lowest hell and shall consume the earth with her increase and set on fire the foundations of the mountains. Now, if you don't understand what that means, this is a fire that burns rocks under the mountains, the whole earth. There won't be one underground base left. And I want to read to you one final thing about this. The bases of the mountains shall blaze 
and the roots of the rocks shall turn to torrents of pitch. Now, I don't know if you've ever seen a rock melt, but to make a rock melt, it needs to be incredibly hot. And then if it melts so much that it just barely drips, that's a fucking hot rock. If it gets so hot that it starts to melt and flow, that is an extremely hot rock. And if it's flowing in torrents, it is hot. The underground bases are going to be destroyed. There's not going to be anything underground or above ground left for him to come back to. The military bases will be gone. I think by the time Lucifer gets out of hell, there won't be one bullet in the whole earth, not one gun, not one missile, not one aircraft, not one warship for the sons of men to make war with. No secret underground uh, satanic ritual abuse chambers. And for those of you listening to me right now on the podcast, it's okay if you don't want to hear about those things. The angels have heard about this. It's where Lucifer and the false prophet go to do satanic death magic, magic ritual abuse and bone magic. That's what Lucifer calls it. That's what the angels have heard. So I, I say that. It's where they murder people. Try to steal their soul. None of that will be left. After the day of the Lord, Lucifer will burn. And when he gets out of hell, many of the angels that served him will be dead or in hell. I don't know how many, maybe some, maybe all. Maybe they would have repented by then. But I think a lot of them will be dead. If you're not all obeying Lucifer, then who who's going to tell you... Uh, don't kill, don't fulfill the law. You might obey Mahalalil then, and he might say fulfill the law across the far reaches of the universe. So when Lucifer gets out, it might be that there's not one man in the earth that's ever heard of him at all unless they've read the Bible or heard me speak. Not one. That's, that's, that's a thousand, approximately a thousand and eighty years from now. There might not be one bullet, not one gun, not one missile, no CERN hadron colliders, no small particle accelerators for military weapons research. It's going to be a long time until he has his proton cannon and the wicked men in the earth that served him will be gone. All the infrastructure will be gone. All the books that they wrote will be gone. There won't be even a remnant left. No one will remember him. There's no New World Order. There's no secret bases to go back to. There's no computer databases with their secret plans. All the graven images will be gone. The idols will be gone. No one that remembers Lucifer's plans will be alive in the whole earth. And if there's any angels, that's slightly different. But among the sons of men in the earth, there won't be one. Not a remnant will remain. So a lot of you might think that are evil, you have a chance. But for the righteous, I just wanted to remind you, in case you had never heard this, everything Lucifer has worked for will be destroyed. Everything. It will all be destroyed. If all, if a whole bunch of righteous angels came to the earth, I'm asking all the angels now, all of them, how long would it take the angels to remove everything from the earth that offends? It looks like it can be done in about three years with just a select group of angels. What if all the all the angels did it? You might be done in a half of a, a few months, maybe. It wouldn't take angels very long. 
the longest part of it is just saying, we need that thing on, that thing on, that thing on, that thing on, kind of making the list and making sure it's thorough. No pornography will be in the whole earth. Things like these cell tower, radio towers, they might be gone. I'm undecided about those things. Las Vegas might be completely removed from the earth. The whole city of Las Vegas, San Francisco, New York might just be gone at that time. Babylon will still be burning. Babylon will burn forever and ever. So Lucifer's made a lot of these plans. And he's telling these angels that the angels need to trust Lucifer. He's telling the angels that God will burn in hell. But what will actually happen is Lucifer will burn and not a remnant will remain of Lucifer's plans. So I'm going to pause the podcast now and find out if any of you have any comments or questions.